0: You're listening to the Butterfly Effect Podcast, episode number 33. Today, we're digging into some of the worst diet, weight loss, and fitness advice being given out there. If you enjoy this episode, all I ask is that you screenshot it and share it on your social media story or feed to show your love. If you have a second to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, the show can continue to grow and expand its listeners. Taking the time to share it with your followers and subscribers will totally help keep it thriving so I can continue to bring you quality episodes like the one you listen to today. This is the Butterfly Effect podcast and I'm Ashlyn Newlove, tackling everything from fitness, nutrition, business, life, ice cream cones, and everything else in between to help inspire people to make one change that causes their ripple effect. The Butterfly Effect podcast is brought to you by The Sweat Effect. If you haven't checked out all of my new weight loss programs at thesweateffect.com lately, then you should. You will not be disappointed. And if you love delicious tasting protein bars that also happen to be low calorie, then Built Bars are the answer. My clients love reaching their weight loss goals while eating foods that actually taste good, and Built Bars are my number one recommendation for them. If you'd like to try them out, use promo code Effect to receive a discount on your order as well as free shipping. Welcome to episode number 33. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a nutrition and weight loss coach, helping my clients reach their goals by eating everyday foods without restricting food groups with my online program, The Sweat Effect. So I pulled all of my social media followers to find out what the absolute worst diet and weight loss advice they had ever been given by someone in the health and wellness industry. And today we're going to dig into the nitty gritty. For a lot of you, these may seem like common sense, but when people reach out to someone they see as an expert in the field because they don't know where to start, this can really give people a bad experience with diet culture and break their trust with people who actually know what they're talking about. Let's jump right into some of these. So this person said, When I had berries more than two times a week, my nutritionist at a weight loss clinic said I'm ruining my health. I will say that a lot of these have to like are saying that fruit is really bad for you. You guys, if fruit was the basis of the obesity epidemic, then that would be such a simple fix, wouldn't it? That's not what's causing people to gain weight. Okay. So let's do just a quick little overview on law thermodynamics and how it works with weight loss. So actual scientific facts. So We gain weight when we are eating an excess amount of calories over a prolonged period of time. Okay. So by somebody telling a person that if they eat berries more than two times a week, that they were going to ruin their health. Like that makes absolutely no sense. So imagine you're this vulnerable person who comes into a weight loss clinic and you need help losing weight. You reach out to this person for guidance, and that's what they come back at you with. The great thing is is that these people now realize how terrible that weight loss, you know, advice was and they know, you know, that that is not it. But there are so many people out there who don't know. So people are vulnerable and it's it just breaks my heart when I see people giving terrible advice and then It just causes a cycle where the person feels super shitty about themselves because they can't lose weight oh and it must be because i had berries more than two times per week when that's not really the cause and the people who they're reaching out to aren't giving them any resources to actually help them make a lifelong change you know and a lot of these i will say they will work for weight loss but they're never going to work for keeping it off long term Okay, so this person said, I weigh 236 pounds. My primary physician told me to eat 13 calories a day long-term. So again, while 1,300 calories a day is very, very low, it would never be a starting point for someone unless you knew that that was their actual calorie deficit. And it definitely wouldn't be something that they should be adhering to long-term. Now, before in the past, you would hear me say like, you know, 1,200 calories is way too low, and it is. But the truth is some people, their metabolism needs less and less calories than other, And it's crazy. It would never be a starting point where I would recommend anyone to start. Let's just get that like clear in the air. It's something that you might have to work down to as their metabolism downregulates. And it's never anything to be done long term. Like that is just a recipe for messing up your hormones and messing up your metabolism. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but for me, the only way I can lose weight is with 1300 calories. I agree that is, but you would never start there. You would probably start higher and work down to that as you start to lose weight. Or if you weren't seeing changes over weeks of trying them consistently with the calories that you started with, you would never do it to start and you would never do it, in a long-term way because your body's just going to adapt to those calories, which is kind of funny. I just recently had um, a TikTok person comment on a video that I was talking about saying that like it was a fake client interaction that I was doing and saying that their uh, calorie deficit was going to be 1600 calories a day. So hypothetically speaking, let's say that the average person's, um, maintenance calories average healthy metabolism maintenance calories around 2,000 calories some people it may be more some people it may be less we're just gonna go with 2,000 the calorie deficit from that should be 300 to 500 calories so you know anywhere from 1500 to 1700 would be that person's calorie deficit this is not me saying that this is your calorie deficit keep that in mind so yes, a calorie deficit would, at, of 1600 would be a very reasonable number. And they're like, 1600 seems so low. How can you eat that for life? I was like, well, no, that's their calorie deficit. That's not what they that that's not their maintenance calories. And they're like, well, don't if, <laughs> if they increase their calories, aren't they going to gain weight? And it was I said, no, that's like maintenance means to maintain so the calorie deficit is eating less calories than you need to maintain your weight then we work back up to a maintenance calorie for the rest of the time and she didn't get it so this just like goes to show like even though i was saying well no maintenance calories maintain the weight that you are Okay. So even if you've lost the weight, you work back up to your maintenance calories and they may be different than what they were when you first started your weight loss journey, but you, you don't stay at your calorie deficit of whatever that number is for life, because that's when your body will start to down-regulate and go into calorie adaptation for the calorie deficit that you're using. So, um, you know, people just don't understand, I guess. They don't understand a lot about nutrition. And that's why I encourage working with someone, someone that actually knows, and like, there's like 50 things on this list. And I didn't even put all of the comments that people had said to me in this list. And you're going to be like, well, how do I know who to trust? I don't know, me, you're listening to my podcast. So obviously, you don't think I'm a total idiot. And I am using science based evidence to you know, tell you the differences between what works and what doesn't. But I mean, if you do your research on someone, right, I might not be the person for you, you might not, you know, we might not jive together. And that's totally fine. But do your research on them. And the other thing is a lot of um, these comments were like, well, a nurse told me this, or a doctor told me this. And it's like, But that isn't their specialty. They don't specialize in nutrition. And I actually have a friend who's in med school right now. And she was like the nutrition portion. And she does know because she's been in the health and fitness industry for so many years before she went to med school. So she does know about nutrition. She was like, we spent like a day on it. Like It was like nothing. So when people look to their doctors for advice, don't expect it to be relevant or good because that's not their specialty. Go to someone who specializes in it. And especially if you have, you know, medical conditions that are going to impede your weight loss, then you need to work with somebody who specializes in hypothyroidism, um, PCOS, those types of things to help you lose weight because they know the best ways to do it. Do your research, ask, tell the person what you have and ask if they specialize in it. If they don't, don't waste your money on it. Okay, number three was she told me to watch how many carbs were in protein bars and then push me to buy overpriced brands. The carb difference was six grams between the cheap and the expensive ones. She also told me bananas have too many carbs for me to eat, only blueberries. So, again, like if we're looking at the whole basis of weight loss, okay, so six grams of carbs between like the cheaper ones, and I don't know if maybe this person was like, selling these bars making a commission whatever it was but six grams difference between the two protein bars is 45 calories because for or sorry i'm doing math wrong six times nine sorry six times four is 24 please ignore my poor math skills there jeez louise six times four 24 yep we're good with that huh i'm I'm second i'm second guessing myself i feel like i need to pull out a calculator right now um Anyways, you guys, I know it's 24. So, um, okay. So it's 24 calorie difference between the cheap and the expensive. And when we're counting macros, the whole basis is that it's putting you into a calorie deficit. So the 24 calories between the two bars, you know, is literally nothing. So the fact that like when, when you count carbs, fats, proteins, they are going to add up to a certain calorie amount. That calorie amount is going to be your calorie deficit. And that's the only way to lose weight no matter what diet you're following. So even if somebody's eating like a higher carb diet, um, lower fat, higher protein, or the next person's eating lower carb, you know, higher protein, higher fat, as long as they're in the calorie deficit for fat loss for them, that's how weight loss happens. So sis knew that six grams of carbs wasn't going to make a difference um and then yeah lots of people are saying no bananas in here they don't like the bananas they think they have too many carbs uh this one was to cut out all sugar completely and to be worried about even eating fruit and that messed up my mind for a bit this is the main thing that i want to get across in these things in in these comments is that it's advice like this that messes people's heads up when it comes to food people start getting scared of carbs they start getting scared of fruit even like it is it's impossible to cut out sugar completely you'd have to be on a strict carnivore diet to do that because even vegetables will have some naturally occurring fruit in them so you know Like It's it's crazy that people give this advice. I honestly feel like these people don't even know what that means. I feel like they think that to cut out all sugar means to cut out processed sugar, which again, isn't the case for weight loss. You don't have to cut out processed sugar to lose weight. It's about your calorie deficit. And obviously we need to be eating healthy foods. It's not just eating food, foods, but yeah, people could lose weight in a calorie deficit eating shit food too. But is that optimal for health? No, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the basis of weight loss and the science behind it. So yeah, I did watch a dietitian on TikTok do 30 days of only eating Tim Horton's food. So she literally could not eat anything else um, in the 30 days except for Tim Horton's. And so like she'd have you know like a breakfast sandwich and like you know maybe a couple sandwiches in a day maybe she'd have a donut she lost weight that month because she was within her calorie deficit and she literally was eating donuts most days so like is that the healthiest obviously not but it just goes to show you that that is how the science basis of weight loss works now if you have a medical condition obviously you need to be eating foods that are best for your medical condition not everyone has the same metabolism not everyone can eat the same foods so just keep that in mind Uh, so my pt told me to stop drinking diet coke he himself loves beer on the regular though that's another thing like lead by example okay you're gonna like two so many things i need to unpack in the statement one They have done, like, there's, I think there's like 500 recent studies that have shown that artificial sweetener isn't bad for your health. You can do what you want with that information, whether you want to drink Diet Coke or not. I don't care. But if you're going to tell people they shouldn't be eating certain things, and then you're going around advertising that you do, like, do better. Do better as somebody that people look up to, and do better as like, you, you're influencing people's lives. Like, if, if you want to drink beer, that's fine. But to tell people they can't have stuff, but you're going to have stuff, uh, like, it's just, it doesn't look well. Make sure that if that's the case, then that people don't know that you're doing it, because you look real stupid if you do. Like, I'm super honest about my nutrition when it comes to You know, social media, when I'm out with my friends, that type of things, they know. They're like, oh, like after, (laughs) don't get me wrong, when I first got into this industry and really started taking my health seriously, because I had 35 pounds to lose as well, people would be like, oh, are you allowed to have this? Or what? kind of restrictions do you have on your diet and I'm like you guys like I'll just you just serve whatever or we can go wherever I can make it work like I can eat anything I might just have a smaller portion of it and you know what sometimes I don't have a smaller portion of it but I'm never out here telling people that they shouldn't be doing something and then I'm doing it myself I love to tell the story i I ordered these specialty cookies. They're like those stuffed specialty cookies. I saw them all over social media. I was like, oh my God, I need to order these for my husband's birthday. It's going to be a special treat. And they came. And so I take this box of cookies. They were not cheap either. Like, let me tell you. (laughs) And my friends were eating them. You know what? Ignorance is less sometimes. And I say that like, (laughs) not seriously, but man, I looked up how many calories are in them. And there was over a thousand calories in every cookie. And I was just like, Oh my God. So we had one, but like, I couldn't even justify eating one freaking cookie for a thousand calories. Like I could have had like a piece of cheesecake, like a great, like a bigger piece of cheese, not like great big, but like, there's a lot of things that I would have rather spent a thousand calories on than that. And again, this isn't me being like diet culture like that I shouldn't have eaten it because I did. And it was good, but it wasn't like, oh my God, that was the most mind-blowing thing that I've ever eaten for a thousand cows. Like you better rock my world, my girl. And you didn't. So that's, you know, we still like, I would never not have that. Am I eating like on, it was my husband's birthday. Obviously I was going to have it. Am I eating that on the regular? No. But if I didn't know there was a thousand calories in each of them, yeah, I probably would have had one the next day and one the next day until the box was gone, right? I would have had my, moderated my portion, had one cookie a day and easily been taking in 3000 calories, not knowing that a thousand of them were coming from my cookie. So that right there. Like, when I say ignorance is bliss, like, yeah, it would be, but I'm glad I know. I put the rest in the freezer and I put them in the freezer for a reason. Like, I'll eat them later. It's not that I'm throwing them out because I can't ever imagine, you know, eating a thousand calorie cookie, but like, I'll split one with my husband one day. Again, you can have all sorts of foods, just freaking moderate it. Anywho, this one was to never eat a banana or carrots ever again. So, we hear a lot about fruit amongst these but the carrots are a new one um i don't know how many carrots one would have to be eating to make this have an impact um on their like being in a calorie surplus for weight gain so carrots are pretty low calorie um you would have to eat a lot of them plus like i i think that your stomach would be pretty upset if you were eating that amount that volume of carrots in your day that it was making an impact on whether or not you were losing weight i will say like when i say that you know fruits and vegetables definitely aren't the you know crux of why people gain weight and they are not because you can eat a ton of them a lot of volume and it's not that many calories but i did Watch um, a show on TLC once and I don't know which one it was, but this woman had a, I think like an hour long or so d- drive to work. And she would take a bag of a dozen apples with her and she would eat like 12 apples just on her way to work because she's like, oh, they're healthy. Um But I mean, she was taking in like, let's see, even though they're Pretty low calories. She was taking like 900 calories just in apples on her drive into work. So, yes, that, you know, will affect your. And you're thinking, who could eat 12 apples? It was, I think mainly it was just like the habit for her. She just needed to be eating and distracted while she was driving because it was boring. So, she would eat a dozen apples on her way on her drive. And while eating a dozen apples isn't going to make you gain weight. It's what you're right. If she ate 900 calories and her calorie deficit is 1600 calories, well, then she only has 700 calories left to eat. And like, if you, if you ate that as your breakfast, that's fine. But then, you know, that means your lunch and your supper. And if you wanted to have a snack, they all have to be quite a bit smaller. So like Just so we're understanding, like, the basis on them um, and why some of these people, (laughs) their recommendations are stupid. So um, this one says, not really diet advice, but when I went to a doctor when I was struggling with an eating disorder, they told me to exercise. 30 years later, I still can't comprehend why. I was begging for help and I didn't get it. Like, I don't know why either. I don't know why someone would say that, especially, you know, when you were like, everybody in these was looking for help when they went out to, you know, reached out to these people. But I think, I think that, you know, the reaching out to people now about eating disorders, I do feel like they take it more serious or differently. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't say why they did that either. But All I can do is pray that when, you know, people reach out that they're getting better advice than that. Because, man, that will definitely add to, you know, your disordered, you know, weight loss, uh, like view on weight loss and whatnot. Uh, This one was the more carbs I eat, the more chance to that I'll get cancer. Cancer uh, side note at the time, my dad had just passed away from pancreatic cancer. This one hit home for me. If you guys know me, you know that my dad has terminal cancer and for someone to literally scare them. Like there are some beliefs out there that sugar causes cancer. Um, there are some studies out there that say this isn't true. Um, but, I mean, that's up to the people to choose whether or not they want to eat sugar. It's not for me to to say. My dad chooses not to. So I support his decision. And I love that he changed his eating habits when he got sick and definitely got healthier. So, like, I love it. I love everything about that. So the fact that this person just had their dad pass away... And then they were being scared, being told to be like literally scared of foods or you're going to die. Just like blows my mind. I can't even wrap my head around that. So, um, yeah, I, that's horrible, horrible. And you're going to, as I go through this list, you're going to hear me say that a lot, like how terrible this advice is. This one says, just Herbalife. And I'm not super familiar with Herbalife. So, um, like what I (laughs) read about it when like, it is a multi-level marketing scheme and you do get supplements on it. So you have to buy supplements. I believe it's a multi-level marketing scheme. Um, yeah, multi-level marketing scheme. Like when I Google it, it says that it is. So, and it gives you dietary supplements. So, uh, again, you need to be in a calorie deficit or weight loss. There are some supplements that can help like boost your weight loss results if you are in a calorie deficit, but just by taking supplements, it will not cause weight loss. Okay. So you need to change your lifestyle, your diet, um, to make that work. Now, what, I, cause I did know a couple people who had tried Herbalife and I did know it was quite expensive. Um, the supplements were quite expensive. And then I think they would give you some sort of a you know meal guide to follow. But the basis was on making sure you were taking these supplements. They were also really good at giving super low calorie options for people to follow. So obviously then people would see weight loss results because they were eating a super low calorie diet and it had nothing to do with the supplements. But again, got in people's heads, that they needed to be spending this money on these supplements for weight loss. And it wasn't true. And I think one of the main things that you have to be like, is like, oh, herb life. I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Not really a thing that people do anymore. So not a lot of people know about it unless... You were, like, you know, 20 years ago, you were into trying to find a way to lose weight. Maybe maybe even, yeah, 20 years ago, I would say. That's kind of when I know people were doing it that I knew anyways. Yeah, and I, that's all I kind of know about it. And that's all I could kind of find out about it on Google anyways. Um, so this person said, I received several, no sugar, no fruit, no carbs. I was told that fasting is the best way to lose weight and keep it off to just eat salads or soup. (laughs) Like what? Why salads or soup? First of all, like, I mean, some salads and soup can be super calorically dense anyways. Like you could go to a restaurant and order a salad and it can be 1200 calories. And then it's like, okay, well, again, I just keep using 1600 for a calorie deficit, um, example, but it's like, okay, so if I eat 1200 calories for my lunch, how am I going to stay within my calorie deficit the rest of the day? So again, like soup can be made out of like creams and butters and things like that. And it can be super calorically dense too. So that's super weird. Uh, and then, yeah, like the people hate sugar. People really don't like fruit and carbs apparently in this theme. So, um, why is fasting something that people like? Well, it's just like time restricted eating. So again, if people find it easier to control hunger when they restrict their calories to a certain time frame during the day. and it's not a not a wrong way to eat. I, I actually don't mind it. And so let's say you're like, well, I'm going to eat between the hours of 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. or 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. or whatever it is and like that's that's fine I wouldn't recommend it probably for athletes um just because it's good to like start replenishing glycogen stores again in the morning and for recovery and all of that but for the everyday average joe it's fine but again within that window of eating, you still have to be eating in your calorie deficit for it to work. So just because you didn't eat anything in the morning, doesn't mean it's burning any extra fat. So like fast, if it works for your lifestyle, but not because it's going to cause you to lose more weight, it can just make you like feel more satisfied for people who are like, well, I'm not a big breakfast eater. Or I don't love eating stuff in the morning. Then whatever, that could be a good option for you. For other people who are like, well, I like to go to bed super early anyways. Again, like for instance, my husband just started, um, he he does a bit of an eating window when he's at work, right? Because he lives in a camp and he has all of his meals cooked for him in by the chefs in the kitchen. So he doesn't have a lot of control over what's being offered. So, you know, he does his best for like portioning and choosing like because obviously there's garbage food that's served and there's healthier food. So he always, you know, chooses, you know, his meat, starch, veg type thing. Um, They also do serve like fast food type things like the deep fried stuff and whatever. But he was like, you know, the calories just really add up in those types of things. So he tries to go for the more whole foods. And that's awesome. And that's, I mean, literally everybody should be striving for that anyways, whether you're trying to lose weight or not. But he's like, recently I started doing my, just a, a calorie window. He works out super early in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning. Cause I think he has to be at work at five, maybe, maybe even works out at three thirty. I know he's up by three 30 for sure. Um, so he will go drink some caffeine in the morning, do his workout and then, um, do breakfast, and pack lunch and then have his like last meal by like three o'clock because he's literally going to bed before 7 p.m. because he's getting up at like 3 or 3 30 so and he knows the important how important sleep is and especially since he's a shift worker too that that's just something that he knows he knows it's a metabolic regulator he knows how good it is for your health and he knows that they say that working shift work can take 10 years off your life if you're not trying if you're not really focusing on trying to get enough sleep. So he takes that stuff very seriously. And he did say that because he stopped eating a little bit earlier in the day, it does make it easier for him to fall asleep. So he was having supper at maybe, you know, five or six o'clock and then going to bed shortly after. And yeah, when your body's trying to digest the food, like your body temperature is going to be a little bit higher. It's going to make your heart rate a little bit higher and it's going to make it a little bit harder to fall asleep, let alone have a good sleep. Now, does that mean this works for everyone? No. Some people need to have a snack before bed. That also works too. Like if you're waking up hungry, then yeah, having a snack before bed is I always recommend it, right? Something with um some protein, some fiber, and some fat in it so it's like I don't know, like I like Silver Hills little big bread, make it into toast and maybe put peanut butter on it or something like that. Um yeah something that's just going to help stabilize and regulate your your blood sugar without spiking it right if you have a bunch of sugar carbs before bed and then it's your blood sugar is going to spike and then it's going to come back down and that's not good for your sleep either this is just a little roundabout way for me to explain what happens but long story short fasting can work for people depending on their lifestyle does he eat this way when he's at home no because He's not up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And we do stay up probably till 9. I know. That that 9 o'clock bedtime. Like, we're probably, like, laying in bed, like, winding down by, like, 8.30. (laughs) We've already, like, got the dogs, like, kicked them out to go pee for the night. And they're all, like, settled into their beds. And, like, we're definitely laying in bed before 9 these days, which is crazy. Because if you knew Ashlyn from 10 years ago, if she was in bed by midnight, that was like a stretch so yeah it's it's different when you're almost 40 you guys you just go to bed earlier um okay so this person said um when i was slightly overweight at maybe 10 years old my gp recommended nutrigrain bars no further explanation just nutrigrain bars to lose the pounds i remember my mom being like what <laughs> like again this is why we don't go to our doctors for nutrition advice i'm sorry if you're a doctor and you're like i actually know stuff about nutrition most do not so don't don't be upset because i like my friend literally was just telling me that their nutrition like section in med school is like not it's just like a few pages long so there, there you go. Like, moral of the story don't go to your GP nurse, go to someone who specializes in nutrition. But that's messed up. Um, NutriGrain bars, like, maybe I'm thinking because they're low calorie. I don't even know how many calories are in a NutriGrain bar. Like, were you supposed to swap out meals for NutriGrain bars? I mean, let's check it out. Let's see how many calories are in them. Um, so it looks like they're 140 calories in a bar. So it's like, uh, they are just like pure carbs, um, bit of fat in them, not very much protein. So, I mean, not like, I don't even know people. Yeah. And like such a nutrient grain bars, people thought they were so healthy back then. And it's like, there's no healthier than, you know, eating like one of those chocolate covered dips bars. It's the same, same shit. Okay, so let's go on to the HCG diet. There are holistic hormone drops to reduce hunger, and then you eat 500 to 800 calories for 21 days. I ended up having to go to the ER on day nine because my blood sugar bottomed out. (laughs) Again, another diet I haven't even heard of. Like, oh, man, this, like, it hurts my brain to think that people not only does this wreck your metabolism it wrecks your hormones she had to go to the er because like her blood sugar bottomed out like so crazy i can't even it just that just hurts like i don't even think it needs any further it my further explanation is don't eat under a thousand calories I don't even like to see people eating 1,200 calories, okay? Like, don't do that. It's bad for you. So bad for your health. My favorite line of all lines is the more restrictive the diet, the more temporary the results. So even if this person was able to do it for 21 days, which would have been horrible for her, like she would have gained the weight back. Plus her metabolism would have been all messy. Like, just don't do it. Okay, so this one was I have PCOS, my doctor told me that weight loss surgery would fix all my issues. Like PCOS is like a top like it definitely I don't know why anyone would just say weight loss surgery is the answer to everything. So many people reach out to me now and they're like, "Do you work with people who've had gastric bypass?" And I'm like, "I actually don't I don't specialize in that." Um but they're like, oh, I can't lose weight anymore. Um, I've gained a bunch of weight back since my surgery. Um, like, this uh, one person commented on one of my TikToks, like, I had gastric bypass and still can't lose weight. Like, I still can't even do that right. Like, you know, that's tough. It's It's so, so tough. So I don't love the fact that, yeah, someone said that, you know, weight loss surgery is the magic fix to everything because it's not. Uh, This person says Octavia. Another thing I hadn't heard of. It's a pyramid scheme. So kind of like Herbalife, I guess. Uh, You sign up with a coach and you buy about $400 worth of fuelings. You eat a fueling every two hours and one big meal. So let's check out and see Octavia fuelings calories. And you guys... Google's your friend, you know, um, that for the gal who like didn't understand what maintenance calories and calorie deficit was, instead of just like constantly coming back, being confused on my TikTok to what, like, why don't you just Google it? Why why don't you just Google it? Because like, clearly my explanations weren't good enough. And you know, so it looks like, um, a fueling is about a hundred calories. Okay. So let's see. So they were saying, every two hours, eat a fueling. So I don't know, over 10 hours, right? You'd be eating five to 600 calories and then one meal. And let's say gal is like, you know what? I'm going to be super healthy. I'm going to have like chicken and some salad for my meal. Like again, they're probably eating like a thousand calories at the, you know, end of the day. And Right, we all know how bad that low-calorie life is, but spending 400 bucks on your fuelings like you could literally just go to the grocery store and use that money for groceries. So, don't don't do that. Anything where you have to sign up and buy something, supplements, food, snacks, whatever it is, don't do it. Let like let someone teach you how to eat instead. Do not pay for special food and snacks that aren't that special. They are not going to cause you to lose the weight. Eating in an appropriate calorie deficit will and save your money. Use it towards groceries. Groceries are expensive enough these days. So, you know, let's, let's go with that instead. Uh, this person said that if I don't start losing weight, I had plateaued at 148 pounds and I was trying to get to 140 pounds that they were going to restrict my already restricted diet. So there is a difference between a restricted diet and a calorie deficit. Um, A calorie deficit is, like I said, if your maintenance calories are 2000, eating between 1500 and, you know, 1700 calories would put you in your calorie deficit. Restricted diet, that's what these people are like, I'm eating a 1, 900, 1,200 calories. So don't be confused by the two because somebody, yeah, again, on TikTok was like, um, calorie restriction is so 1990s. It's like, there is a diff. like, I, what I speak about is a calorie deficit. Calorie, like, extreme calorie restriction is people who are slashing their calories. Those are two different things. This person was told to eat about 900 to 1,000 calories a day. Someone else said they were on a a 750-calorie-a-day diet and lost 30 pounds in one month. When somebody says that, I'm like, and how long did it take you to gain it back? You don't learn any sustainable habits eating 750 calories, and you're going to you gain the weight back, and then you're going to find it real tough to lose the weight after that again. Like, your metabolism is just like... Uh, This one is, my former GP told me to just eat an apple and a tablespoon of peanut butter for breakfast and lunch. She was a 90-pound Asian woman. Regardless of her race, uh, that's just bad advice in general, right? Your apple, so two apples, we'll say they're 100 calories each. Uh, So that's 200 calories. Let's say another 200 calories for your Peanut butter, four hundred calories. Lower day. talk about not sustainable. My mom told me to stay under nine hundred calories a day. <laughs> when I'm saying, don't ask your GP or a nurse for diet advice. Don't ask your mom either. You know, just don't ask your mom. Um, keto, the keto, and they said keto restriction a disaster waiting to happen in the long run and I think my response to this person was again my favorite line is the more restrictive the diet the more temporary the results because again if if you're just eating a certain way to lose weight and you can't see yourself doing it long term then that's not the diet for you if you're like oh yeah I'm gonna cut out all carbs out of my life and I'm never gonna miss them then maybe keto is the diet for you. I still don't recommend it because it does cause a lot of adverse health effects. Don't come at me, people who love keto. Um, mainly, I know like three people who keto has ever worked, like they they were able to maintain long-term, like as a lifestyle. Keep in mind, when you're doing a diet, you need to choose one. That's a lifestyle that you're like, oh yeah, like eating this way even though I get to like increase my calories after I've lost the weight, like I actually enjoy what I'm eating. I enjoy what I'm doing for exercise. I'm not punishing myself. This is for sure what I can see doing for life in the long run. (laughs) Like if you can't see yourself cutting out all carbs forever, don't do it. But again, I'm not like, unless you have epilepsy. I'm not a huge fan of the keto diet. Don't come at me. But I just go based on the studies and based on the people who I've met with who are like, hey, I did keto and um, I now can't eat any fat at all because I've completely ruined my health. And yeah, so there's that. This person was told that they shouldn't eat for a day or two to reset their body. Um, While there are like some forms of fasting that will help with some health issues. I don't think that that's what this person is talking about. And again, if you're needing to reset some gut health issues or whatever it is, I definitely work, recommend working with somebody who specializes that. Um, Lots of naturopathic doctors work in gut health and like they can help you guide you through that as well. But it's like this person just tossing that around to reset your body. It's not like It's not like it resets your metabolism or anything like that's again, I think wires just get so crossed in between, you know, what it actually means. And then people are just out there saying that it resets your body. This person said, my favorite was an exhausted list of fruits and vegetables to avoid because apparently sugar makes you fat regardless if it's refined or not. I will forever eat all the fruits and vegetables I want. Yes, girlfriend. I hope that you do because... We need them. And they're good micronutrients as well, Um, unless it's a different issue, i.e. digestive urinary. Yes, of course, Um, anything, like if you're having medical issues for literally anything uh, in here that we talk about, then it's not the diet for you. And so if you're like, you know, eating kale hurts my stomach, but I'm going to eat it. It's like, no, I think you need to work with, again, someone who specializes in gut health to help you you know, weed out foods to avoid so that that's not happening. Um, She goes on to say, I will never understand restricting fresh fruits and vegetables. And it was from a doctor who was ignoring my concerns of a thyroid issue. So again, she had an actual medical condition that was causing her not to be able to lose weight. And that was the advice that she got from her doctor. Like, no, don't, don't go to a doctor for those types of things. Um, There's many, many other people that specialize in other things and, that's not, you know, something that you should see like your GP for. Eat less, move more. Seems like totally reasonably advice, but what does it even mean? It turns out I was already under, eat, under eating and hit was too straining on my body. And yeah, there's actually been some... Um, I've, I've heard this more lately that like high intensity exercise, some people just their body physically cannot do it because it is just too stressful on it and like it's not the only way to see the results that you like for me i love high end like i love crossfit i just it's just the only thing that i've ever been able to stay consistent with for all these years it's just that one thing that i can you know get up and be like yeah i'm excited to see what the workout is today um but does that mean it's for everyone no and like there's, fitness, there's a form of fitness out there for everyone if you're, you know, willing to do it. But yeah, the general just eat less, move more is, isn't. it's too vague. Um, it has to be a calorie deficit, a reasonable one. And yeah, like when people hear move more, they're like, well, do I have to exercise every day? It's like, well, no, but I like, Get steps in and movement. Our bodies were meant to move. It doesn't mean that you have to be out there running a marathon every day, but like get up and and get some walking. And it's it's so good for your body and your back and your joints. And like sitting, I'm gonna throw this up. when they're like sitting is like a silent killer. Like it's not, but it's bad for your body and your health. to Like sit and sit and sit for long periods of time. So, yeah do things that your body is meant to do like getting up and moving um this person said no more than 1200 calories a day no dairy low protein super low sodium and very high veg like an entire product bag of vegetable in one sitting it worked however i was miserable and as soon as i was done the challenge i did i continued to gain all the weight back this person was told to eat lots of vegetables (laughs) like while i tell my clients you know a good recommendation for like vegetables that sit well with their digestive system is like, you know, try to get 600 to 800 grams per day. But like, eating, like, for, not everyone can eat an entire bag of vegetables at a sitting, like, it can be really, really hard on their digestive system. It has to be what works for you and your health, too. Um, also, people who don't like sodium, like, we literally need sodium to live. So if you cut out all sodium, like, oh my God, first of all, you're going to get some bad muscle cramps. Like there's a exhaustive list of why we need sodium. So don't just cut out all salt and um, like athletes or like people who work out and sweat a lot need extra sodium. So uh, yeah, that's tough. People love to bash sodium when they don't actually know all of the health benefits behind it as well um this person this one is so freaking scary so she was told no more than 1200 calories a day to start and then she wanted me drop down to a thousand a day eventually i was pregnant and hired her to make sure i was getting adequate nutritionally this scares me this scares me your calories should be increasing over your pregnancy oh my god uh, in regards to having a sweet tooth and dealing with cravings, nothing tastes good as skinny feels. So just remember that. Ugh. Holy cringe. I'm like, I'm, I'm cringing right now. Um, it was actually a nurse practitioner who told me this. she said that I need to starve myself and work out all the time, literally no more than 1200 calories a day. She also didn't take time to answer my questions if weight gain could be hormone based or not you guys know what I'm going to say. Don't ask your nurse practitioners for, um, nutrition advice. Like you can go to your doctor and ask for like testing to see if, you know, cortisol and, you know, all of your levels are in the right place for, you know, optimal, if you're having issues losing weight to see if they are in the optimal ranges, but to ask them actual nutrition advice, I wouldn't do it. Uh, This one said, girls shouldn't lift heavy. Don't eat breakfast if you want to lose weight. And my personal favorite from a trained professional, a physiotherapist who is also a former athlete, was that CrossFit is the most dangerous sport you can do as a woman. He claimed that if I wanted to heal from my chronic back issue, I shouldn't lift any weights and should avoid them at all costs. Um, Like, I have a back issue, and I just know how beneficial lifting weights is for me, not just as a woman, like it's like especially good for women, for their longevity in the future. Like if you want to be able to go out and keep up with your grandkids and be able to, you know, live on your own when you're older and without assistance, then doing things like lifting weights, we need to have that in our lives for myself with my chronic back issue right now, um, while I am working on like decompressing a compressed disc in my back, that means I can't lift weights in some manner, but I'm still lifting weights. I'm still doing resistance training. Like it's so beneficial for you and not just for weight loss, but yeah, like just your health in general. So I hate when people are like, oh, I need to start working out because I want to lose weight. It's like, that's not why you should be working out. You should be working out for your health and wellness and not for weight loss. That shouldn't be your primary concern with exercise. Um, This one says that they should eat apples and that grapes are too high in calories by a doctor. Uh, someone else said they were told that their body isn't meant to squat which is ridiculous because what do you think you're doing every time you sit down on the toilet or sit down on a chair or sit down on a step to tie your shoes you're literally doing a squat so this is why we should squat so that when we go to sit down on a chair that we're not just like falling back onto it that we actually have the strength to sit down on it so yeah uh, in order to lose weight, you can't eat out or have donuts. Fat makes you fat. Cut the carbs. They're ter- terrible for you. And that lifting too much will make you look mannish. Um, okay. So they are not. They were told not to, that fat and carbs make them fat. So I assume that that means that they were supposed to go on a carnivore diet. Um, talk about giving you some more fucking food fears. Excuse my language. I generally try not to drop the f bomb on here. Um and then oh, drink only diet soda and diet foods if you're looking for a treat, it says. For a treat. That's your treat. Uh, like, also, like I've been lifting weights for many, many years, and while some people have told me that, you know, I have too many muscles, I'm slowly trying to get bigger muscles. Very, more often than not, people compliment me and tell me I look mannish. So, (laughs) and and I'm still 12 years, I'm still trying to get bigger muscles. So this person said, they were told you don't have to exercise or change what you eat at all. Just take these capsules every day, which wraps into the next one is that um, you can still eat carbs if you're drinking the keto coffee and it'll put you into ketosis for weight loss. So again, we're going to circle back to this. It's not the ketosis and that causes the weight loss. It's the calorie deficit. So when you're eating very satisfying foods like um, high fat, um, moderate protein foods, they should be very, very filling and that will like curb your hunger and makes you feel more satisfied so you typically should eat less but that's not always the case people can still out eat their calorie deficit on a keto diet but it's not specifically ketosis that makes you lose the weight you still you can be in ketosis and still be eating too many calories so um this person was told to not work out or not eat before working out Um, which it's fine if you want to fast, but it doesn't actually cause you to burn any extra fat or lose any extra weight. Um, Studies have actually proven if you do eat some carbs before you work out, it boosts your energy levels and that you push a little bit harder in your workout and which will actually cause you to burn more calories if your workout is more intense because you're fueled properly. Some people don't like eating before they work out and I get that, but I do try to encourage my clients to find some like sort of low fat carbohydrate to eat before their workout, even if it's like applesauce or a banana or something like that. And then they could really harness um, those carbs in their workout, to just given that little extra boost. Um, this person was just told to follow the Canada food guide. Um, somebody else was told to have a vega I think that's how you say a Vega shake for breakfast with only water, then a salad for lunch and chicken and veg for dinner. No snacks you don't eat anything else but those foods someone else was told not to use salt again go back to what i said about sodium we actually need it and i remember who commented this and she now knows about nutrition as well and she knows that you need salt in your diet and this one said cut out fruit eat 1200 calories become a cardio bunny And uh, this lady had fats and carbs taken away for the last three months of competition prep because she wasn't losing weight fast enough. Like, talk about a kick to your hormones. Like, we need fat in our diet for our hormones. Like, it helps our hormones thrive. Like, and like, when people do competition prep to that extreme, she was so, for people who don't know, she was prepping for a bodybuilding show or bikini show, um, Like, it makes it so hard to lose weight. Plus, she has told me, because I remember who commented this, that she is just has, like, such messed up thoughts about food and food fears and things like that now. So, like, that it really did a number on her. Um, I also know who commented this because she is a client of mine. She said, a dietitian told me to be careful of a serving size of a large banana. I weighed 350 pounds at the time. For reference, she has literally lost a hundred and like 70 pounds or so now. um, And she still eats bananas. Like the bananas weren't the issue for her. And she learned how to eat bananas appropriately in a calorie deficit and fuel herself with nutrition foods that include fruit, um, and they're good micronutrients as well. Uh, this person was told to cut out all sugar and do extreme carb cycling with a coach. And that ended up just completely destroying their hormones. Uh, this person hired a nutritionist when she was four months postpartum, she wanted me to start at 1400 calories and then drop down to a thousand for maintenance. That's not how maintenance calories work. Uh, for reference, I'm 5, 8, and 33 years old. So maintenance calories, you actually increase your calories back up. Uh, you don't drop them down. And when, if she was breastfeeding, first of all, 14 was so low to start someone at. But if she was breastfeeding, um, again, I'm going to use that 2,000 calories for an example. So if 2,000 calories are her maintenance calories, if she was simply breastfeeding, that already puts her in a calorie deficit. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't drop any lower than that because then that'll, you know, start impeding your um, milk production. So again, these are, I don't know these people. So when I use 2000 calories, it's not me being like, if you're um, breastfeeding in postpartum, you should be eating 2000 calories. That is not what I'm saying. I have to give you examples so you can visualize it. Um, This person was told not to eat apples because they stay around your midsection. And the last one is this person was told that fruit after 3 p.m. will give you digestive problems and cause diabetes. Talk about so many health scares that these people have been told by people that they look up to, that they went to for advice, and it just gives them weird, disordered eating thoughts about food now. And it, again, breaks my heart. And I really, truly hope that you find someone that, you know, you actually like their, their advice and you did your research and maybe you even have a recommendation to work from them. But make sure you're working with somebody who, you know, bases it on scientific evidence and also do your own homework too, because as we've learned, there's too much garbage out there. And that is where I'm going to leave you guys today. So I just want to thank you so much as always for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and don't forget to share it on your social media to help keep it thriving. Head over to my Instagram page at sweat underscore effect for all of my insights, experiences and daily doses of goodness. Until next time, keep on having fun and keeping fit.